0: Matthew chapter 27, about verse 50, 27, Matthew, verse 50, 51, 52, and 53. I'm going to ask you to stand up just for a minute so you can kind of wake up for a minute, and I'll read it. Matthew 27, 50, Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost, and behold, the veil of the temple was rent, in twine from the top to the bottom, and the earth did quake, and the rocks rent, and the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose, and came out of the grave after his resurrection, and went into the holy city, and appeared to many. That's Matthew 27, 50 through 53. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege to uh, look into the ancient words this morning. May they shape our lives, and may they have an effect on our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be all seated. You know, <clears throat> the, most of you are familiar with the uh, Easter portion of Scripture, just over on the next page, about chapter 28, the end of the Sabbath being the dawn, the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to the tomb. and They opened up the tomb. Verses 1 through 7 are the classic verses that are usually preached on this day. Brother Dill stole my message uh, last week, so I had to improvise this week. <laughs> the greatest news in the world the, the greatest news in this world that ever came to it was from a graveyard. The greatest news in the world that was delivered was delivered by a woman. You know, and that's just that's just scriptural because God wanted the word to go out and go forth. So they had three options, and they took the fastest and the most efficient one. They could have told a, they could have had a telegraph they could have used the telephone but they told a woman instead <laughs> the greatest news in the wo- the greatest news in the world was validated by an angel it was validated by an angel most news is most great news the greatest news in the world came as two resurrections we don't really think of the other resurrection that was the resurrection back there in verse 53, the first resurrection, I want you to realize the first thing we did in verse 50 was Jesus cried again with a loud voice and yielded up the ghost. He was obedient unto the scriptures and he opened himself up that we might, he closed himself up that we might be opened up to God's word. It represents the new covenant of grace, verse 50, was fulfilled with Jesus Christ dying on a cross for our sins, and we entered into a new age in verse 51. Behold, the temple was rent for twine, top to bottom. As the temple was opened, the priesthood of the believer was established. Each one of us now have control of our own destiny. We don't have to put it in the hands of a priest. We have an intercessor who took our sins to the cross and died for each one of us. We have God's completeness and his obedience to the Holy Word. And now we have that responsibility laid solely on our hands and our hearts, and we can perform that to the best of our ability for our Creator. Verse 52, And the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose. We have a new church age established. Now, you know who I am about the New Testament church. I don't, I believe the church got its start way back in Genesis when Jesus killed two goats to cover our mankind's sin. And the Old Testament saints that are here and mentioned right here in this portion of scripture that arose are evidence of that. They looked forward to the cross. They looked forward to the crucifixion. They looked forward to innocent blood that was going to be shed to them. And when that blood was shed for them in verse 50, 51, and 52, they arose. What's the first thing they did when they arose? They went to town. And they came, the graves were open. His resurrection, the first resurrection, went into the holy city and appeared unto many. That's the Christian faith in a nutshell. We trust in a resurrection of Jesus Christ for our sins. His death, burial, and resurrection had a purpose in accordance to Scripture. And each one of us have a purpose in accordance to Scripture in our own lives. Who are you going to share the Easter story with? What's your testimony to Jesus Christ? Where do you stand In relationship to your Savior. There's no priest going to intervene on your behalf. There's no no, uh, goat going to be sacrificed on your behalf. It's between you and God. How you fulfill and interact. In accordance to the scripture. Prompted by the Holy Ghost. Solidified by Jesus Christ. And commanded by our Heavenly Father. Your relationship. Hinges all on this celebration of today. We have celebration, in summary, this Sunday is not a day of, not just a day of recognition, but it's a day of fulfillment. On this day, we recognize this day as uh, Easter, and we recognize it in Easter in the proper perspective, I might add, but it all took place in fulfillment of Scripture. And it all hinges around each one of us in our fulfillment of the same thing. Let's all stand. You're invited to have something to eat with us in a little bit. The ladies are going to be scrambling around. We'll be moving chairs and tables. We'll be setting up right here. I'll leave the front door open so you can run out or run in. And... Uh, We'll get a little fresh air in here and we'll have a, we'll have a, a dinner, the ladies have prepared, truly in celebration of this day. Brother Kevin, would you close us in a word of prayer, please?